Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today, I'm here with Rule. Hey. <laughs> So your grandparents are originally from London, or? Um, no, or well, on my mom's side, yes. Yeah. The whole of my mom's side are from London. Um, on my dad's side, it's all Holland and in, in the Deutschlands. Oh, so do you still have you still have a bunch of family in Holland? Uh, not really. I mean, like my like second cousins and like my dad's cousins and uncles and stuff all live over there. But um, my like first family always live all live in New Zealand or Australia. Mm-hmm. Is your family in London creative? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say that. But, um, <laughs> they're really, no, they are creative. Like, they're all really into, like, the arts and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. my sisters are really, really, like, into drama and stuff like that. But, um, none, none of my family really, uh, into me or, like, do music. Yeah. And so your parents came to Australia for your dad's job, or...? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> and wait, what did your mom do? Because your dad does advertising, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so my dad is in advertising, my mom works with him, and uh, yeah, so oh. he, he's really into like, you know, sounds and stuff like that, so I guess, and he's like, uh, he does creative writing for like ads and stuff like oh, that, so he's do, a very creative person. Do they have their own company or? Yeah, yeah, it's called oh. Eardrum. And what kind of music were your parents playing in the house when you were growing up? Um, I mean, lots of stuff. They were playing R&B, soul, jazz, mostly jazz, like Dave Brubeck, and um, uh, and then obviously like Stevie Wonder, playing Amy Winehouse, uh, Bill Withers, yeah, all the all the greats. How do you describe your parents' personalities, and who are you more similar to? Uh, hmm. I mean, I think I'm both similar to them, like equally in different ways. Um, my dad is very, very creative and very like, I don't want to say in the clouds, but he's kind of, he's, he, if he has an idea, he will want to tell everyone and he's like, oh, I love that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. And my mom, my mom kind of keeps it a little bit more real, like, cause everyone in our family is very, very creative. And then my mom's like the one that's like, says, that's a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, be realistic, which is good to have that balance. Otherwise we'd all be really out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was it your dad or your mom that wanted you to do the piano lessons when you were five? I think... I actually don't even know. That's... <laughs> I, don't, I was five. <laughs> Probably my dad, because like, he used to play the drums. My mom never played an oh. instrument. But, um... And I'd you'd play the drums for like, two years in high school, and then he like, claims it. So the drums but, no, but uh, yeah I feel like it probably would have been him but you didn't like piano early on right oh I hated it yeah. I hated it so much I oh, probably was my teacher about every every <laughs> single lesson I had I just ran away I would like if I couldn't get something or like I would get in trouble for like or I don't know she would like correct something I was doing I would literally just run as far <laughs> as I could away and then yeah and piano teacher like didn't want to teach me anymore because I was so hard to do it and I was like sweet like mission accomplished <laughs> so I didn't do piano after, after she quit on me there was one song that you wanted to play right the Elton John song I mean yeah like I was really into Elton John when I was like five I don't even I don't even know why like my parents didn't even really play him around the house but um I just really like Crocodile Rock 
and um, I feel like the only reason why I was like agreed to playing piano was because I wanted to play that and um, I feel like I learned like the first bit of it like the real simple bit better yeah that was the first thing I've learned I have a memory of and you do another instrument um yeah then I then I played the guitar like three years later I didn't really do any music for like since I was like five to eight and then when I was eight, I picked up a guitar and I really liked that. And then I started singing and then kind of came more of a singing lesson than a guitar lesson because mm. I love singing way more. So your guitar teacher was teaching you singing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. What kind of songs were you learning early on? Um, I was learning he was like Jesse J, mm -hmm. Bruno Mars, like he, just like pop stuff. I was like, but I loved it. I was really into like Ed Sheeran, yeah, Bruno Mars. Um, who else? Uh, like early Maroon 5 stuff, I used to play all their stuff. But yeah. <laughs> How do you describe your personality back then? Um, I was like, when I was like, probably when I was, I stopped being so aggro when I was like seven. Like I was, I was a really angry kid all the time and I was never really happy. Um, but uh, when I, yeah, when I was like eight, I kind of just like chilled out a little bit more. And uh, I don't know, I was very, I was very open. Like I was, I wasn't really shy. But, um, I don't know, I, I don't, yeah, I, I reckon I was just a pretty open, sort of, talkative. And then, one of the songs that your dad picked up on, right, that you were doing a cover on? Yes, um, I did a cover of James Bay, Let It Go, and, um, yeah, I think that was, like, the song my dad thought was, like, oh, he's, he's pretty good. And, um, when I, I remember I was, like, really bored one holiday, and, uh, it was, like, just after I'd learned that cover. And since in my dad's kind of workplace, he has a studio for like doing voiceovers, I went in there with um, one of his engineers and um, just recorded this cover just completely for fun. And uh, it came out like, I, I really loved how it came out. And uh, I remember like a few weeks later, my dad met the manager of M Phases, who's an Australian producer, and um, played that to him just because you know, he just wanted to see what a professional person would think. And uh, he really liked it, so M-Faces wanted to work with me. And yeah, initially M-Faces doesn't even know, like your dad didn't say it's you. Yeah, yeah, he, song, didn't, right? he didn't say it was like your son, he was like, like oh yeah, this. I found this voice. <laughs> like, like, what do you think? But like he, I guess he liked what he heard and wanted to work with me. Mm -hmm. Which is still crazy to this day. Yeah. Was it difficult getting into sessions early on? Were you already writing lyrics back then? Um, a little bit. I was writing like, you know, I feel like every kid had a stage where they like wrote stuff down and thought it was a song and be like, yeah, this is so sick, I'm so edgy. But um, <laughs> I did that and I, that was so bad. Do you remember what the early songs were about? Uh, they were about like, I, remember I would always write about stuff that was like really intense, but I wasn't going through any of it. I guess like, love related. Like I, was, yeah, I was just like writing about like being really badly bullied even though I wasn't like it was it was, it was, it was just really bad sound but anyway and then um yeah I met Thief who's my main collaborator now and um yeah so M Phases kind of put me in a room with him to write when I was 12 and uh, we wrote Don't Tell Me which is the first thing Insane. I ever wrote which was like the first solo single I ever came out with and it was difficult, right? Because you realize that they're so much older than you. And you yeah. Were, yeah, yeah, it was. Like, everyone in the industry, like, even to this day that I work with or meet or, my, or I'm friends with, all, like, 20 years older than me. <laughs> so I'm kind of used to it now. But back then, it was kind of weird going into, like, rooms with a dude that had, like, kids and stuff. And I was, like, writing a song. I was like, this 
this is different. <laughs> like, I got used to it. And he's, like, the nicest guy. And I love him so much. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was really good. And for those early sessions, were you sharing similar lyrics that you were going through? Or was it mostly, like, them, like, teaching you how to um, put together the little song? Um, I would come in with a concept every day uh, that we wrote together. And I would kind of, like, I, since, I, yeah, I was 12, I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't really know how to write <laughs> lyrics. But, um, yeah, he definitely helped me. And he would kind of help me put those concepts onto paper and then obviously like I would I would write like a verse or something and then he would kind of tell me what to change and stuff like that and like how to do it differently and then he'd always come up with like you know the chords and the musical side of it and then I would usually come up with like the melodies and stuff like that and that's how yeah that's how we really worked. From, mm -hmm. from and the back then stages. were you doing this like on weekends after school? Yeah yeah all after school exactly weekends holidays just when I could. Mm -hmm. And how long after did you until the you performed on Triple J. So that was, that was yeah, the Triple J like a version was really where everything kind of popped off. That's where everything kind of started. Like that was the craziest thing to see. Like my Instagram socials just like went from like a couple hundred to like a, a few thousand in like a couple hours. And that was mental to me. And then, um, yeah, it was, it was really cool to just see that kind of grow and that uh, like a version kind of just kind of got a little famous around Australia and then I got to like do a few interviews on Triple J and then it kind of got me like more kind of people like people wanted to work with me after that so I could get more connects and stuff like that. And then so what happened after the Triple J? A lot of record labels started reaching out to you right? Yeah so after that um, my manager went around like the world kind of pitching me and like the music that I had to record labels and then um, like a few were interested so um, then I kind of went again with him to meet those people and meet those labels and um, the one that stood out to me personally because I just really liked the people was uh, RCA and that's who assigned me now. Mm -hmm. And did you, did it occur to you that was still early to sign because you didn't really release too much? No, then, like, right? the, like I went to meet RCA and then, uh, then like nothing really happened and then I uh, kind of, it was a little bit of like six months of kind of like dullness didn't really know what to do mm -hmm. so we ended up just putting out don't tell me ourselves independently and then um after that then the labels were kind of had more interest i guess and then that's when we signed with us yeah mm -hmm. were you ever afraid that um signing early on they have the like you haven't totally figured out your branding and who you are as an artist i mean i was kind of prepared to mm -hmm. find that out like i was with people that i knew would help me find that out and um yeah i wasn't really scared signing that early because the like the terms are really good and they they weren't I wasn't really signing my life away yeah. so like even when I turn 18 like and or like 21 and when the deal's over like I can I can just go back to school like I've got yeah. more options I've got like a safety net mm -hmm. and you mentioned in a previous interview that initially you were scared of getting pigeonholed right into like a social media yeah singer. yeah so um that's that's yeah that's kind of on the music side I've always wanted to keep it a little bit of left of center because that's the music that I listen to as well. And um, yeah, I was always really scared of kind of turning into like a gimmicky sort of Justin Bieber wannabe sort of area. And um, yeah, and like nothing, obviously nothing against him and nothing against like what he does. He's insanely talented, but like I just don't want to be someone who's trying to impersonate someone or just be like a social media kind of kid who also does music. Like mm -hmm. it, I wanted it to be about the music. Yeah. Everything. And one thing that I found really interesting and cool was your initial songs, you didn't put your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, like, 
after, I mean, like the first time I show, I showed my face was on that Triple J Like commercial. So that was after um, the first song I'm gonna put out, Golden Years, was out. So um, yeah, I didn't really show my face until then, and uh, that yeah, that was just done for a reason. So it was about the music, not me. Mm -hmm. And what do you think? Was it the Triple J or some other things that got you such a big international fan base, especially in Japan, right? Yeah. So um, I did a festival in Japan a couple years ago, uh, Pop Spring. And that was the first time I'd ever been to Asia. And um, that was also very, very early on. I only had two songs out then. And uh, that kind of yeah, got me like a pretty big kind of following over there, which was really, really helpful. So I'm going there and tonight I'm going like to all around Asia to tour for the first time. So I'm really, really excited. Mm -hmm. Is it kind of surprising or weird to you at times if you think back how everything kind of came a bit easy to you like people have been working like years and you got success yeah. from like two songs like how do you grapple with that I mean yeah I, I haven't really kind of seen that much which is kind of good like um, I haven't had that many people come up to me and say that but um yeah I, I get it like there are people that have you know been working for more than I've been alive for and like trying to you know make it and I, I was like I, I just I, I am like very very lucky that I met the people I met but like mm -hmm. I do like work very hard and I do kind of I do feel like I I deserve I deserve it because I do like I, I do the hours as well as it. I don't feel like it's mm -hmm. been given to me yeah yeah I love that and what was your first reaction when the whole Elton John thing came about well yeah that was that was <laughs> mental that was very 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 crazy and overwhelming still to think of it now but um yeah, I remember I got a text from my manager and um, I was at school and it was like a little audio thing of um, Elton John talking about me on his radio show. And so insane. I, yeah, I just remember I was just like in um, my locker room. Oh school. yeah, you were just in school. Yeah, yeah, and um, I was listening to it and like no one was in there and I just remember freaking out by myself in this locker room. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's still mental to think that he kind of you know, knew who I was and listened to my music. Yeah, and you met and then, him in... Yeah, then a few weeks later he was in Sydney, coincidentally, and wanted to meet me and I got to meet him. I talked to him for a few hours and gave me some, like, really great advice and wisdom and, yeah, it was really nice. Mm -hmm. And when you were still in school, did you feel like people were treating you differently or how was it after you found the success in music? Um, so actually, like, right before I started releasing music, I changed schools. I was in, like, an all-boys kind of kind of very Australian, classic Australian school. And then I moved to like a co-ed, more artsy school. Um, and then when I started releasing music, like I was expecting, you know, to be a little bit, you know, of like people would be a little bit standoffish, but mm -hmm. since it was more of an artsy school and like lots of people did music over there and were releasing music as well, like I felt a lot more at home. Mm -hmm. And now you do online school or? Yeah, I do homeschool now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you like that or what's that like? It's, I mean, it's very different. I don't really love it. Like, then again, who would love it? So, yeah. yeah. It hasn't been that bad so far, but uh, yeah, it's all right. And what are your inspirations for your music coming out? Um, I mean, yeah, like, the music that I'm working on right now and will be releasing very soon is a little bit different from what I've done before. It is, I feel like it's a little bit more me, just because for the first EP, when I was writing it, I just... I was young and I didn't really have that much creative direction because I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like this time I've definitely taken more creative direction and I'm kind of leading the writing sessions and kind of saying, all right, this is what I want to do. I'm going to make a song 
like this and I want it to be about this, like I need you guys to help me do that. So it definitely has gone in more of a, it's, 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 it definitely reflects on the music that I listened to more than it did before. Mm -hmm. And you're currently and also recently listening to Love Tyler, the creator, right? Yeah, I mean like I've been listening to him um, yeah, for a while now and I've just absolutely loved everything he's done and uh, yeah, he's been a huge influence on me. Yeah. Just like, not even like the music, just like everything he does, like the whole thing that he does with Golf Wang and out of the festival, like just everything. He's just such an inspiring person. And, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, yeah was, you performed this. Yeah, it was, it was, that was the craziest <laughs> thing that's probably ever happened to me. <laughs> I, I got that. an email from Tyler the Creator himself saying if he wants to, if I want to, you know, play this festival. And uh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> and it was crazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was so sick. Do you see yourself kind of being like an entrepreneur similar to him with the festival and the yeah. clothing and your career, music career too? I hope so. I mean, like, I really want to start up a clothing line like he did. I've already got yeah, you like have such heaps cool of style. ideas. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I've got like heaps of ideas already. I've got a little book that I want to kind of fill out before I kind of drop anything. But um, yeah. I feel like that will be coming soon. Who else are your style inspirations? Um, in terms of like clothing? Yeah, or brands that you look up to. Um, I mean, I like, like I said, I love golf wearing. Um, I really loved Off-White for a while. Mm -hmm. um, well, like Undercover. A lot of like, a lot of Japanese brands. Oh, like. you're wearing Y3. Yeah, I'm wearing Y3 yeah. right now, which is sick. And uh, yeah, like I'm just really obsessed with the whole like Japanese style. Because like the kind of all baggy stuff and um, kind of earthy sort of tones. I think it's really cool. How did the opening for Khalid come about? Um, yeah, so I met him, I met Khalid's A&R, Tunji, who's now my A&R, um, a couple years ago when I was doing those kind of label meetings. And um, uh, I remember we were kind of just joking about it. We were talking about, like, I really wanted to do a support tour around Australia. And he was like, oh, like, maybe, maybe one day you could support Khalid. And I was like, haha. Very funny. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, then like a couple months later, a couple months. like, um, like when things kind of started to pop off a little bit, my, uh, my manager and him were talking a little bit more and yeah, it happened. Like Khalid heard my stuff and wanted me to support him, which is insane. And, uh, yeah, I got to meet him and he was really dope. And now, you know, we're, I've got a good relationship with him now, which is really cool. And, uh, yeah, it was just such an amazing experience. Like it was the biggest shows I've probably ever done, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it was it was so really cool. Sick. Do you feel like you have some pressure now, now that you have like so much buzz around you and keeping up with that, and then with the releases and everything? Or you don't think too much. Um, I don't really think about that much. That I don't really think about that too much. Like the whole pressure and kind of releasing music and you know always trying to stay relevant because. I, I just kind of want to take it at my own pace and I'll only really release something if I really, really love it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I am taking it a little bit slow, which I like. I like having the freedom to kind of just, you know, release what I want and not having to be, like, pressured by, like, labels and people to, you know, mm -hmm. make sure there's always a deadline for an album and stuff like that. Yeah. How was your relationship with your parents and family changed with the blossoming of your music career? It really hasn't changed much at all. I feel like we're all very similar then I feel like I'm very similar to what, um, what it was like <clears throat> before it all kind of happened mm -hmm. and um, yeah like we're all they're all very very supportive of me like my sisters are the greatest like they're very very supportive of my music and everything um, 
yeah, and everything I'm doing. So, yeah. And did in, initially, your dad gave a lot of input in your music here. Does he still give that much input now? Or um, I mean, not as much as he did before. Like, he definitely really helped me as a songwriter. Like, when I was writing the first like few songs, and um, yeah, like right, right now, like he 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 always used to come with me to like those little writing sessions and kind of help me. You know, stand in the back of the room and kind of just like you know make sure I'm <laughs> staying on track. And uh, yeah, but now like I'm. I've been writing by myself or like with other people, like not even Thief, like for the past like couple years now in LA. So yeah, he definitely doesn't have as much input, but we definitely, I definitely value his opinion on all the songs that I make. Mm, and stuff. I love that. How do you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger? Um, I mean, I feel like I've, I, like I was confident, but I feel like I've grown in confidence in different ways, like mm -hmm. just going up to people that I, that I respect, like I would have never done that, but now if I see someone that like I really respect and I kind of got more confidence to kind of go up to them and like say hi and kind of introduce myself like that, which I never would have done before. But um, I feel like this this stuff kind of helps, like interviews and stuff like this, and um, kind of just like talking to strangers all the time has yeah. kind of helped me, yeah. you know, grow that confidence. So. Mm -hmm. What would you say have been your biggest challenges in your life so far? Um. I don't know. I feel like keeping keeping relationships with mm. my like with my friends really. Like family I know will never leave, but like my friends that I've that I've like had and the friendships that I've cherished like back at home is have definitely been harder to maintain just because I'm away so much. And yeah, it is really hard kind of going back about going back home and like everyone's changed so much and some people don't really want to hang out with you anymore oh, wow. and then some people have changed like also for the worse and you just don't want to like hang out with them either so yeah that's kind of hard to come back and see just everything yeah change what does success look like to you um being happy and comfortable with yourself and having good people around you yeah what does love mean to you? Um, being happy, <laughs> having good people around you, being comfortable with that person. Yeah, I don't know, pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah success and love are great. So. Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? Um, I want to be remembered for my music and being a person who released the music and wasn't a dick doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. This is awesome. Thank yeah. you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Hi.